This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, we uh, finally have some of some movement on the Kentucky basketball coaching staff. I know that's some stuff that's been out there last three or four days. We've all been expecting it, um, and it finally something broke today. Yeah, reports out there today. Um, I actually heard it last night from a local guy. Um, but Joel Justice, ESPN reported, I think they were first, I give them credit, to report that Joel Justice has accepted a spot to be the top assistant on Bobby Hurley's staff at Arizona State. So last night, Sean, there was a report from Jeff Goodman that Tony Barbie is the leading candidate to, to land the Central Michigan University job. So the question last night was, well, even if Barbie leaves, you know, they don't, technically Barbie is not one of the three on the court you know, recruiting guys, guys who could go on the road. So um, this, you know, that frees up a spot, though, basically with Joel leaving. But, um, yeah, the, the big news, Sean, is, is basically what we've been hinting at. It's in, it's looking like it's going to be official as early as tomorrow for both. But Joel Justice out, get another job, same deal for Tony Barbie. Yeah, I've, I've been told that the, the Tony Barbie to Central Michigan stuff is pretty much – all but done, I guess, like when it, whenever it officially comes out. So I would expect that, Derek, somewhere in the next 24 to 36 hours, I would say, to keep an eye out on that. Uh, wondering now today if we'll get the official press release from, from UK on Joel now that that has been reported. I know I told you earlier that I was expecting both tomorrow, but it's a big move. It's a good landing spot for Joel Justice with Bobby Hurley at Arizona State. But it also impacts Kentucky's recruiting class for 2022 and what they have. They are, you know, Sky Clark is a Joel Justice guy. Uh, that was pretty much, Derek, I'm pretty sure, the primary reason that Sky Clark committed to Kentucky. One of the biggest reasons was that relationship with Joel. I would look for – I know we talked about this on the mailbag episode, and we were, we were talking that we didn't think that it would make a difference – I'm changing my tone based off conversations that I've had. I sent a message out last night actually to check in on the, the situation with Scott Clark just in case this does happen. And I'm just going to, I'm going to say that I expect Kentucky's 2022 class to have zero commitments pretty soon. That's just my gut feeling on it. And if that's the price that you got to pay for changes, then I guess it is what it is. I want to say for Joel, um, I don't know if he's underappreciated. I mean, I know he seemed to be kind of a lightning rod 
for some of the fan base in terms of how he was as an assistant. Uh, I thought he was a good assistant, honestly. I thought he, I thought he did a good job. Um, if I'm Arizona State, I'm very excited today to to lend someone like that. What what Joe will have to prove, though, and I think it's fair, is you're recruiting to a Kentucky brand. You would think a lot of guys could do a good job um, recruiting that way. But I think he's a good relationships guy. And Arizona State's been no stranger to lending some good players over the years. You know, you got California pretty close. Uh, Arizona could produce good players. Texas is, you know, not a crazy drive or crazy uh, – amount of time in terms of looking at a school. If you're from Texas, I don't think Arizona State's too far out of the way. So I think he'll have a chance to to do that. Another thing I, I will say about Joel is through the grapevine I had heard, well, it's not just through the grapevine. I mean, it's been reported by, you know, real reporters. Like, he has tried to get some head coaching jobs over the past few years, and it's just he's not had any bites yet. So I don't know what, he could, what else he could have done at Kentucky that would have helped him get a head coaching job at the level that he wants. So perhaps they'll go to Arizona State and doing a good job there. Um, you know, you get to go join a staff with Bobby Hurley on it. Bobby Hurley obviously has a ton of connections throughout basketball. I think it makes a lot of sense for Joel to, to make this move. And, uh, you know, change could be good, but I wanted to say that about Joel. I thought he, you know, I thought he did a good job. I really did. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's what I said. I mean, it's hard to go 9-16 and 16 and come back and just run it back the same way at a school like UK. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously when you go 9-16, and 16, changes have to be made. And I think that these changes, it's a good change for Joel. I think it's a good change for UK. Uh, the biggest thing about Joel, Derek, is I, I think he had a hard time disagreeing with Cal, if that makes sense at all. I think that obviously coming up, uh, young guy, young coach, you're coaching under a Hall of Fame coach. And I just think that that's why you're seeing some of these changes be made is I think Cal needs guys on his bench right now. They're going to look at him and say, you know what? That's a terrible decision you just made. And I just don't know if Joel was that guy. I don't know if Tony Barbie was that guy. I think Orlando Antigua is that guy. I think Kenny Payne was that guy. John Robick. But when you're Joel and, you know, this is your first big-time, big-time job, maybe you have a hard time saying, hey, Coach, I think we need to do something else here. You offer your input, but I just think that Cal needs guys there that are going to – that are not afraid to tell him no or to do something else. And we know from his experience with Antigua, how many times when Orlando was on that bench did you see Cal yell at him? I saw it, like, for those first five years at Kentucky, Cal would rip into him in the middle of the game, and Antigua would not be phased, would be right back doing what else he was supposed to do. I remember there was one game they were playing. I can't remember who it was. I might try to find it later. And Antigua was up, and Cal, like, literally told him, sit down, like, got him out of the way, and it didn't even phase him. Not saying that that did, but I, I just I – I've heard that Joel had a hard time disagreeing with Cal at any point on anything, and I, I just think Cal needs feedback, especially at this point in his career. See it, yeah. I mean, I don't just knowing the spot that you came into. You know, I mean, Joel was coaching in high school, comes up, um, spends a few years off the court, and then gets promoted. I mean, I can understand, understand that. But with Antigua, um, I mean, that's all but a done deal has been. His location's in Lexington, there. He's here playing golf. Is that what I saw? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's back. I, that'll be official. 
I don't know what day exactly. I mean, obviously you had to have these other things happen before. I could see that moving into next week, honestly. Yeah, possibly. With, with but... Barbie stuff probably coming out tomorrow. And it wouldn't shock me, right, if, if the Barbie stuff gets confirmed by someone tonight and then yeah, yeah, yeah. and then becomes official on UK's end tomorrow. Well, the uh, thing with Joel, too, is Matt Norlander reported, I think it was Matt from CBS, put that um, Joel is actually in, in Tempe today, Arizona, yeah. to sign that contract. So once he signs that, I don't think there's anything that will stop uh, Arizona State from announcing that. So assuming, I mean, it's early over there which is probably just before 10 a.m. as we record this over oh. on this coast. So I think that will probably come out today officially. And we know that that kind of – obviously it was relayed to players or to recruits last night because Scott Clark's tweet was clearly about Joel Justice. Had to be. I'll say this, though, Sean. I know you've talked to people, but I think the question that people might ask, and I'm just – I'm not even saying this as devil's advocate. I mean, I think relationships are important, but is Joel – or sorry, is Sky coming to play for Joel, or is he coming to play for John Calipari at UK? That's probably would be my question. The biggest relationship builder was with Joel. That was that was a big deal. I get that, but it's just like crazy to me that they loved him. I don't know. Like they absolutely loved him, and uh, Joel was dead set even when all that stuff was going on last year about North Carolina. You know, Joel didn't waver. Like he was that confident that Sky was coming to Kentucky. And I you get think, what I'm saying, though, right? I think that's going to be the attitude a lot of people have towards this. Is, it is. Uh, relationships are important, but, like, at the end of the day. Well, you know. and Sky's younger brother, too, I think, has had some interest from Arizona State, right, if I'm not mistaken? You would know more about that than me. I'm pretty sure that there's been some some stuff there. Uh, try, I'll try to find that in a second. So I, I could see – I could see this playing out to where Kentucky doesn't have any commitments for 22, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. You know, Jaden Bradley is still there in 22. There's some guys I think Kentucky feels feels good about there. And I don't really know. Like, I, I think more will come out, obviously. I haven't talked to Sky's camp a lot since we had Sky on this, this podcast, but I know going up to that, I talked to Sky's family quite a bit. So I could see that that, would definitely I mean this decision obviously impacts it and I think they'll have something to consider when your your lead recruiter goes elsewhere. Uh and then it becomes down does can does John Calipari reach out to Sky and try to solidify him to Kentucky or or what? I I don't know what's gonna happen in the coming days. But we can also throw out another name, Derek, that we haven't been throwing out the last couple of episodes for an assistant coaching position at Kentucky, but that's Chen Coleman from Illinois. Uh, you're now seeing reports that that is expected to be the two names, Orlando Antigua, Chen Coleman. I know you and I uh, got word of that recently, but we did. We were kind of holding off on putting names out there until some of those reports and some of this movement started happening because you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, especially when it comes to coaches going elsewhere and changes within the program like that. Yeah, it seems kind of unprecedented too uh, for basketball to land two assistants off the same staff, uh, both to a different school. I mean, I I can't remember it happening at this high of a level. Do you? Do you remember anything like that? No, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to recall if I do at any point for another program. I mean only not for a staff not for a head coach that's been in place, no. I mean obviously you see when a head coach goes somewhere else, sometimes the staff goes with them. Mm-hmm. But never 
for a, a coach that's been at a school 11, 12 years, you usually don't see something like that. But that leads me into this and a lot of the roster talk. Pay close attention to Adam Miller. Pay very close attention to it just because he set that decision date for May 1st. And if that happens, Chin was his primary recruiter at Illinois. Yeah, but why would he be leaving Illinois, though, if he was if he was really happy with the whole setup there? I mean, I guess it's possible he didn't like Underwood, but I would think if he was tied enough with Coleman, unless you're saying that maybe. Or do you know something's going on? Yeah, could be. Could be. Maybe he got wind of that. Yeah, you said May 1st, so about another week or so. Um, but, yeah, what I was saying, I was, it's so rare that that would happen. I believe Norlander also said that that was the expectation, is that he Coleman did. would be going to Kentucky as well. So um, They have one thing in common. They're both, they both make Iowa fans mad. Kentucky does and, <laughs> and Coleman does because uh, he about got into it. Well, he pretty much did with McCaffrey after a game last year in the handshake line. If you are um, an Illinois fan, though, and you're waking up whatever day this might be here soon and you finally get back to the number one seed, things are looking good, recruiting some good players, and then your top two assistants are gone to Kentucky, I mean, that's got to sting, right? It, it definitely stings. Certainly stings. Antigua for sure. Um, Antigua as a head coach, I don't know what – I don't know if he'll ever reach – Anything that is like elite level status as a head coach, obviously the first experiment failed uh, significantly at South Florida. But as an assistant, I don't think it's a coincidence that Orlando Antigua was on staff at Illinois and they emerged into a one seed in a short time that he's there. The recruiting, I mean, he's he's known for his ability to build relationships, his relentlessness on the, on the recruiting trail, Derek. And I think it's a huge deal for Kentucky. It's obviously the landscape has changed when it comes to recruiting. You're not going to, Kentucky's never going to return to 2010 to 2014 to 15 recruiting standards. That's not happening. Not in today's game with the transfer portal, the G League, and then all the all this other all these other factors that play into it. That's not going to happen. But you can return to elite status of whatever that elite status is now. Like what is considered elite now when it comes to building out a college basketball roster? We don't know. That remains to be seen. Yeah, it looks like his top-rated guy, obviously, if you go to his 24-7 page, all of his top commits were from his first stint at Kentucky. Um, he was listed as a primary recruiter at UK for Nerlens Noel, who's the number one recruit in the country. He's actually tied with Anthony Davis for the number one recruit all-time at Kentucky in the internet era. And then also Archie Goodwin, and he was a secondary on Trey Lyles, Terrence Jones, and Carl Anthony Towns. But it looks like at Illinois, uh, Andre Curbelo, Point guard who had a pretty good year this past season. That was his his big get last year. Also, uh, Kofi Coburn, young man with a last name that's pronounced differently than it looks. But um, got some other guys too, maybe from his time at Pittsburgh, I want to say. DeJuan Blair, he's an old guy, isn't he? I think I remember that name from way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, back in 07. So, um, obviously we know that, though. I mean, what I'm listing off is nothing new to UK fans. They know about – Orlando and Tigo and his recruiting ability. And you make a good point. I mean, he's not going to be swimming in these water. Nope, nobody is, I don't think. I mean, maybe how, – how many of the top 15 kids in a traditional year, let's say top 10, how many of those kids are going to be actually going to school now, Sean, you would say? Uh, if you get the 60%, you're gonna lose I think you're doing something. Three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to lose – 
a feud a different route. I mean, that's another thing to consider, too. When you're talking about 2022 and what Sky Clark might do, um, who, who I don't even know at this point who the kids that Chen Coleman and Arlen Antigua have been on at Illinois for that class. I mean, maybe it's they have good relationships and that'll kind of bring out a new pool of guys. But um, if that is the case, Sean, what do you think about staff dynamics? Because I would say if that's the case, let's say hypothetically they do add Orlando Antigua and they do add Chen Coleman, uh, Bruiser Flint stays and, and Jay Lucas is still here. My guess would be Bruiser goes to the associate head coach role, which is what Barbie did this past year, and then he would have Antigua, Coleman, and Jay Lucas as the assistants. How do you feel about a staff like that? I like it. I give it a 10 out of 10. I really do. Because you keep – Jay Lucas, we knew that there wasn't going to be any movement with him, like as far as moving out to somewhere else unless he decided to do it, just because he's the young legs on the staff now. That's the guy that – is brought in to kind of give that push on the recruiting trail when it returns. And now you have Antigua leading the way and leading the charge. I like it. But the biggest thing for me is John Calipari at his age. When things return to in-person, you can evaluate in-home visits. How much of that is John Calipari doing now when this returns? Because I think that's going to be the big push. That's what he did early on, Derek. He didn't put everything in the hands of, Orlando Antigua and Kenny Payne and Rod, and all those guys in his early days. It was Cal leading the charge. In recent years, it's not been Cal leading the way. Cal would come in at the very end. Uh, yeah, you obvi- obviously John Calipari has this mystique about him, right? Mm-hmm. When he walks in the gym, like when you're on the EYBL circuit, there are those names and those faces that walk in the gym and everyone turns their head. John Calipari is one of them. Roy Williams is one. Coach K. Uh, when Penny Hardaway first started at Memphis, he had that mystique about him too because it's Penny. Mm-hmm. Like I, when you're in those gyms, you can see all of it. Well, what if you're a recruit, Derek, and let's say in the last few years it's been Joel Justice doing the phone calls. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Checking in with you, or, or Joel coming in your house, or Tony Barbie coming in your house, and then you're talking to head coaches from other programs, but then when it comes down to the end, Cal walks in, well, you've not built this relationship with him to the extent that you have. That's why you have Joel Justice as the the guy that Scott Clark's closest to. I think that's what needs to change. I think Cal, Cal Perry needs to be at the forefront of this with his guys from the beginning and stop, like, don't put anything off on anyone else. You seal the deal from the beginning all the way through the end be there. And that's what you're seeing now with Kellen Grady, with Ty Ty Washington, all these things. I, th- I think Cal needs to be leading the charge with help from his guys, but Cal needs to be handling the bulk of that. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I um, will find it interesting as we're wrapping up here um, to hear the comments from Cal when, obviously, these things are a movement, kind of have a different staff. Um, none of these are labeled as firings, of course. I mean, these guys, Joel's got a new job. Tony Barbie's going to have a new job. But especially in Joel's case, I think you can kind of put two and two together. Most guys don't leave U.K. staff to go to Arizona State. I mean – uh, I would say it's probably an encouraged move for both sides. They, I think they both are end up in a good spot. So I want to hear Cal's kind of reasoning. I want to. It's been a long time, Sean, since we've heard from Cal. I mean, months uh, or over a month. I mean, since he's talked to the media. So curious to hear whenever Orlando gets here, what he has to say just about getting back together. That's going to bring some good vibes, I think, to the basketball program. It is. It's the it's the shot in the arm that you needed after a nine and sixteen nine and sixteen season. You had people asking us in the mailbag, you know, how to how to make you feel better. How how do I know, like how's can how's John Calipari going to get fans excited again? You give them a little bit of hope, and Antigua is where they're going to put their hope. Was Antigua like responsible for Kentucky being dominant those first four or five years? No, he wasn't. He played a role in it, but I think getting back to the good days. And Antigua was more so connected. I think, I think you could put Antigua there as a biggest a big connection to the good days over Kenny Payne. Those four, first four or five years, Kenny Payne's legend grew as his tenure at Kentucky moved on. Like since fifteen, sixteen, seven, those years is when you started hearing the KP buzz and all you know all the hype about Kenny Payne and his work with Bigs and everything. Orlando Antigua has been the guy ever since Kentucky stopped going to Final Fours that the fan base has been screaming, this is why they don't go to Final Fours anymore. Do I believe that? I don't. But if it changes Cal's mindset and gets him back to who he was and they start getting the best of the best again, maybe it was the biggest difference, Derek. I I think that what Cal had worked in those first four or five years at UK, that if, if he can get back to that in some capacity, it's a big deal, but you're not getting the John Walls. There's not Anthony Davis walking through your program anymore. Like, those guys are not coming to college. Like, those guys are going to be pros. And I just think that it's it's certainly a good move is what I'm trying to get at. But it's going to be uh, – they're going to have to take a little bit different approach. Like, winning, winning now, I think they'll have to do some things differently than they did f- six years ago. I agree totally. Um, if that makes sense at all. It does. Anything else you want to add to basketball? There's one football note I want to make. Just that I think what you'll have now is I think you'll have this movement play out over the coming days. I think by Saturday it'll all be official. I'm I'm saying Saturday. It wouldn't shock me if it's sooner. Uh, But obviously I don't think they'll announce both of them at the same time, Derek. I think they'll give Joel his his release, and then I think Barbie gets his separate release. Mm -hmm. And then what I would look for is Antigua. And if Coleman's coming too, I look for that next week. And then I think we get back to the transfer portal and commitments and things like that. And I'm starting to look at May 1st, May 2nd, somewhere through there, kind of having a little bit more of a general idea of what Kentucky has on its roster. And I'm not saying that Adam Miller comes to Kentucky, but the fact that he said it for May 1st 
that seems to be safe enough to where you know what Kentucky staff's going to look like, maybe have an idea of who's going to be at Kentucky. And I think the the Coleman move to UK is why I think that Miller and Kentucky could be a factor there. I'm not saying it's getting done, Derek, but it, I think it'd be something to pay, pay attention to when your primary recruiter switches and goes somewhere else. Maybe he knew that was coming. I, well, these guys talk, obviously. Very possible. Yeah, definitely something to watch. Um, only football note I wanted to make, pretty unfortunate news. Uh, give credit to Nick Roush at Kentucky Sports Radio for the scoop this morning that Cleveland Thomas uh, towards ACL and spring ball. I was told after the fact that that was a non-contact injury, so really, really tough uh, news for Cleveland. Sean, a kid who hasn't overall numbers in four years, not impressive at all, but when I was writing the story on him this morning, I got to thinking, I mean, first guy on the receiving end of, of Lynn Bowden's touchdown pass against Arkansas, a guy who Liam Cohen seemed to really, really like. I mean, I think he was – you could have put him as the top receiver this spring behind uh, Robinson and Ali based on the coaching comments. So that's really tough news. I don't even know – I mean, that's kind of where I want to focus it instead of thinking about UK as a whole. But, like, for, for Cleveland, a guy who's already in his fifth year um, – of course, he has the extra COVID year if he wants to use it next year. I would say he'll probably strongly consider that at this point. But, man, just really – news that really bummed me out for the kid this morning. Yeah, awful news for Cleveland Thomas, especially with all the praise that we heard the last few weeks that he was about to emerge and, and be a factor, a guy who's been committed to the program, stayed with the program, didn't leave. Uh, definitely unfortunate news. And, you know, we talked a week ago hoping that Kentucky could get out of the spring relatively healthy and you have two unfortunate injuries there uh that two losses for Kentucky so we'll see exactly what happens uh, obviously people are going to have to emerge and step up maybe they'll fill those pieces from the portal remains to be seen Derek uh, also I want to apologize for the issues with the Apple podcast yesterday Apple podcast is making some changes Derek with the new iOS update that's coming out next week that are supposedly it's going to be Better for you all who listen on Apple Podcasts. I don't really know what those changes are, but I think those changes to the app are kind of causing some glitches when it comes to you finding your podcast because there were probably 40 to 50% of you had no problem, but I didn't have a problem. Derek did finding it on Apple Podcasts. That's what I'm saying about 50% were okay and 50% weren't okay. So hopefully that has showed up for you now. If it doesn't, Message me, and I can get you links to other places to where you can listen for the time being if, if you have an issue. Uh, typically, we will always we we always tweet out when the podcast goes out. Sometimes we don't, but mo you should be getting those notifications in pretty – like I know somebody that gets it within 10 minutes, and then there's other people that don't get it within five hours, Derek. <laughs> like you say, yeah. it finally comes through. It's weird how it works. Yeah, mine eventually did update last night, but it took a lot of – a lot of effort to get it there, and I can understand people, you know, not going through that same effort that I, I was just trying to figure out what was going on, and uh, definitely seemed like something was up last night based off our numbers. Um, that maybe they were not were, even near what they usually are yeah. for an episode. So, so it was sense. it was encouraging to know you couldn't find it because we thought you just quit listening to us. Sean, do you know I've had Spotify Premium for so long that I don't even know. Do you have to have a, a premium account on Spotify to to listen to podcasts? You probably uh, do. Don't I have premium. I'm I'm thinking you do. Yeah. So I don't. And I was gonna tell people, hey, just go to Spotify. And then I thought, oh, maybe people can't just go to Spotify unless they're they're on there. But Spotify is our second most used platform. Uh, Apple Podcasts definitely dominates the 
the lion's share of where you guys listen to us. But um, if that's ever the case and it's not uploading and it gets to a certain point in the day, you think, hey, these guys probably posted by now. If you do have Spotify, use that. Sean tweeted out a simple cast link last night. You can always find it there. Um, but, yeah, apologies for that. Hopefully that gets figured out and uh, so we can go forward no problems. 77% of our listeners come from Apple Podcasts. So when that was affected, imagine our numbers. <laughs> so we're yeah. sitting here looking like Derek texted me last night twice. He was frustrated. He's like, why is nobody listening to what we posted? We, we do a mailbag and people aren't even listening. And I'm like, something's off. So I tweeted it. There's, I didn't even know, and there had been people reply to my initial tweet, can't find it. And I was like, oh, no, that, that's a yeah. problem. But then Spotify, this is how much it dominates, Derek. 77% of our downloads come from Apple Podcasts. 10% come from Spotify. The rest is 2% or under. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, you know, Apple Podcasts is obviously the pick. If you have an iPhone, that's where I would recommend listening. If not, if you have Spotify, that works as well. But then Simplecast, I can – there's going to be something. I, I know we have a website to where it has all of our episodes as well. So if you can ever not find it on Apple Podcast, I'm going to make sure that you all have somewhere. I might even pin it to my Twitter account. That way you can always go there and listen if there's a problem. But hopefully uh, this episode you have found it in a relatively fast manner. Uh, as always, this episode, it's powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, two locations, one in Pineville, one in Williamsburg, third location coming to London, Kentucky on May 1st. Uh, so visit thebutcherspub.com. Check them out on Facebook. I know Mailbag Friday is usually the day that we have a mailbag. With all the news that we're expecting to dump in the next 24 hours, Derek, let's go ahead and just say let's push the mailbag to Monday. Yeah. And we'll do a, we'll do a mailbag episode to wrap up the weekend because we expect to have a lot to talk about. So we'll get to your football questions then. We'll get to your basketball questions then. So you can go ahead and send in mailbag questions, but don't expect a mailbag episode to release. And probably till Monday. Sounds good to me. But Get people prepared for uh, for the fall. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. It's going to become Mailbag Monday when we get to to football season. So, but we're going to keep it on Friday throughout the summer and everything. But uh, just be ready for that to drop Monday. So go ahead and submit your questions. But this has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll catch you next time. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.